0: Today I'd like to share with you a story, a story about the dark side of astrology, where and how astrology can go wrong, how to know when it's going wrong in our lives, how to work with that consciously, how to work with astrology consciously, how to realize that we are co-creators of our reality. No one is in control of us and we are not in control of anyone else. How do we work with this energy to ultimately have a very empowered and fulfilling life? I am your host, Eugenia Krak, back to share some thoughts and some inspiration with you on today's episode. If you are ready to hear a story, stay tuned, listen in, dive in with me. First thing I would like to say is thank you. So many of you have left some amazing reviews on the iTunes board. I really want to say thank you so much. I really genuinely appreciate all the love. Bridge Builder 5280 said accessible astrology is just what I needed. Eugenia has a great energy and so much to share. I love this podcast. Lunar Love 14 said just had to say brilliant about the dance with Jupiter. PixieChick118 said, I love this podcast and always look forward to the next episode. Eugenia's topics are always relevant and interesting, and her voice is very calming and soothing. Every time I listen, I feel more aware and calm afterwards. She stays true to the name of the podcast and keeps it very accessible, but also has enough detail that is worth a listen no matter where you are in your astrological education. She goes on with a lot of other amazing things to say. So I just want to say thank you for those of you who have left the good reviews. There's been a couple of bad reviews too. That's the name of the game. Uh, But I really appreciate those of you who have made the effort to reach out and say thank you for the work you're doing. And it means the world to me. I love those of you who can resonate with my style of astrological education, which is via story, which is via the campfire of the feminine. Very much And very oftentimes, astrology becomes incredibly heady. It becomes a tool that is based in very uh, logical thinking and looking at it from a very logical perspective. And so that's actually what today's episode is ultimately about. This podcast will never give you that. I'm never going to sit here and give you that heady information of well, the moon is void, of course, on this day, and the transit to this goes to that, to the, you know, because to me, that's not what this is about. Life is about the experience, the felt experience of moving through nature, moving through life, moving through story, right? The feminine experience of that, right? the masculine experience of astrology is very linear. It is very heady and technical and detail-oriented. But as I am a female embodying the Cancer North Node, which is my destiny point, this is what I talk about on this podcast, is story. So that my stories can resonate with your stories and we can link up around the virtual campfire to experience life from a place of being felt and heard and seen by another. And I'm excited to talk about just how important that is in today's episode. Another quick announcement is that I only have a handful of readings left, actually, for the year of 2019. Uh, I have uh, had the great honor to serve so many of you again this year and read so many of your charts this year. And I only have just a few spots available before the new year. And as we're moving into 2020, this incredibly important year astrologically, this would be a great time to just check in with your chart, really get a sense and a feel about where you're at and how you're moving into the year to come. I'm also offering that through my 2020 toolbox package, which I'll talk a little bit about throughout the episode and the purpose of my 2020 toolbox that I'm offering to you and to the world uh, to give to back to humanity in the way that I know I can and in a way that I believe is going to serve all of you for the year to come. And also, I am going to be taking time off of seeing clients in the winter in January and February. So again, those few readings I have available is really going to be until the spring. I have learned over the course of 10 years doing this that the best way to stay a very good astrological counselor is to take a break from it because it is very important work. It can be sometimes overwhelming work. It can take a lot of energy out of out of the reader of the charts. Not to say that I'm not going to be uh, offering a lot of opportunities in the winter, like lectures and so on. But in terms of seeing one-on-one clients, I'm going to be taking a break in January and February. So be sure to book that reading now if you want to meet with me um, before the new year. So Uh, Yeah, so it's been an interesting few weeks. I I decided to take a little trip. Uh, I took a trip uh, to meet some clients in person and also give a lecture. Uh, I was meant to give a couple, but uh, life happens as it does. And uh, the lecture I gave was meant to be aired to patrons. Unfortunately, technical glitches did not allow that to happen either. So another thing I just want to make sure that uh, patrons know, the supporters of my work know, that I will be on Sunday, October twenty seventh. I will be hosting a live discussion about the astrology of 2020. I'm going to be talking about that on the podcast quite a bit, but in terms of the actual um uh lecture that I'm going to be giving or like the live conversation webinar whatever we want to whatever we want to call it, um I am going to be offering that to all of you above the $15 tier. I'm going to be offering you that over an hour of meeting with me to ask any questions you might have about astrology and the astrology of 2020, and I will be sharing that on the podcast as well, quite a bit. But if you do want to meet with me, uh, that will be at 11 o'clock Mountain Standard Time on Sunday, October 27th. We will meet live. I'll give a short lecture, and then a lot of Q and A's uh, will be available for you guys to ask me your questions and connect. And so, be sure to do that um, as well if you are supporting the work at Patreon. Accessible Astrology. Uh, Anyway, so so many announcements, but let's get to the story. Let's get to the point. So this summer, I had a very, very important date that I was trying to set for an event in my life. And what I wound up doing, because I knew this was such an important date and an important event and being an astrologer, I think about these things, I decided to dive into the world of predictable astrology or predictive astrology rather. And before I get into the details of this topic and what I think is the dark side of astrology, I want to make it very clear that Individuals who practice this type of astrology, I have huge respect for. Uh, individuals who use it, I think that if it works for you and it is a positive experience for you, go for it. Uh, I, however, as a individual with a background in psychology and uh, and really deep in the studies of neuropsychology and how the brain actually functions and works and then ultimately perceives reality. I have come to learn that this side of astrology can be very uh, unhealthy for a brain <laughs> uh, for a number of reasons. Uh, so, let me first explain the story. So, I was setting this date for this important event. And so, I went and I started learning a lot about electional astrology and zodiacal releasing. Again, the individuals who use this, I respect hugely. And so that's why I went in and started to learn about it. I was like, okay, let me let me get into this, because my background is very much more about psychological astrology. And when I look at charts, I'm looking more at your psychology, your family psychology, how that has shaped your perception of reality and so on. And so as I dove into these two topics, it was a very interesting study and because I am an Aquarius, I went into this topic as a scientist. And so I went back in my history and I wrote out really, really bad moments or periods in my life and really positive periods. And I went and I linked them up to these two tools to electional and zodiacal releasing, electional astrology and zodiacal releasing to see does that did that work out? Were those you know challenging periods mirrored in my astrology and were the positive periods? And turns out they were. And what became kind of intense following that was looking at the transits and the zodiacal releasing periods to come. And as I looked into those future events, I got freaked out. (laughs) Not going to lie. Really, really, really freaked out about, oh God, oh God, this looks like it's not going to be a good period or that looks like it's going to be a good period. And all that did was two very negative things for me. One, it took me out of the present moment. And as anybody who has been studying uh, self-help and Uh, psychology and spirituality, we know that taking ourselves out of the present moment will lead to suffering, right? That is the entire philosophy of the Buddhists, for example, right? If we are popping ourselves into the past or into the future, we are not in the moment and we're missing the point. We're missing the point of life when we can't just be here, present in the moment. I think that is a really, 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 really important thing that we all have to really think about as we're studying astrology, okay? The second thing about it that I found to be very challenging and dangerous is that I looked into the future and I planted seeds of fear into my psychology, okay? And this is how psychology works from what we know now. We know now that as our thoughts and our feelings that create our reality. These thoughts and feelings have been programmed into us to be fair into a very unconscious place of our brain. These thoughts and feelings could be from I was raised in a family with a lot of money and I know people with a lot of money I'm comfortable with people with a lot of money. And this is my reality. I grew up taking trips to Paris and to Japan and to, you know, Asia and where whatever, right? And that is comfortable. And I've sat in first class and I've been surrounded by people in first class. And I know that to be my reality. And I've met people in my life who have exposed me to Um, inherited money and maybe it's an inherited thing in the family. I'm part of some long history of successful oil tycoons or something like that, right? And so that psychology is going to see the world through that perspective. And it's going to think and feel about the world through that perspective. On the other hand, let's say we're raised in incredible poverty, Right. And from that perspective, we've only seen poverty. We've been fighting for our food, fighting for our shelter acting like there is no money in the world believing there is no money in the world all of the people around us will also believe that and keep feeding that reality right because we think and feel that the world is not abundant right that you know life has been against us it's been against our ancestors it's been deeply inherited that we have been against or we have been treated against and so we go into the world feeling that way right and so we start to think and feel about poverty and feel that that's what we have that we are poor right and so you can take that scenario and you can feed it into literally every single story that's going to be about everything from relationships to uh, work to friendships community etc 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 those impressions that get planted onto our psychology and in our psychology and through our DNA literally will shift and shape the way we see the world. Our thoughts and our feelings create reality. Okay, this is so, so, so important for every single one of us to think about because it's true. And if you can, you know, you can start to read some of the amazing people out there. Of course, I talk about Dr. John D. Martini all the time. He's fantastic. Bruce Lipton, The Biology of Belief. And then Joe Dispenza, who's doing such a great job on social media, getting his message out there. Because all of these guys are saying, no, 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 your world is a reflection of your thoughts. Your perception of reality is your perception. That's it. If you see the world as challenging, there's a very good chance that the world will be challenging, right? And it's not just thinking, it's also feeling, right? If you see that the world is abundant with opportunities and and amazing connections and amazing humans, there's a good chance you're going to experience that more often, right? And so when we start to think about astrology, because astrology is real, (laughs) there's no way out of it there's no possibility that we can look at astrology and and once we really get it not believe in it right because when the winter comes we can predict that because of where the earth is in outer space and cycles and patterns and so on and so forth right and so because when we move into the winter we can't necessarily say or think and believe it's summer right unless we travel to a nice location at that moment. But when it's wintertime, we can't think ourselves out of or feel ourselves out of the fact that it's very cold outside. That is astrology, right? So astrology does have an astronomy and nature does have a profound effect on how we're seeing the world around us. And this is the element of what we call co-creation. How do we take the astrology and the astronomy information and link it and transmute it and transform it into the place of what we think and feel and use that in the most empowering way that we ultimately can. So one of the things that we also have to really consider when we're thinking about astrology, when we're thinking about all of this information, we really have to think about what brings us into that place of consciousness, where we are trying to to predict the future, right? What is the psychology that is driving us to look into maybe electional astrology or zodiacal releasing or things of this nature, right? Because this is really important, and one of the the pieces that was brought to my attention very very gratefully. Uh, I have a lot of people in the psychology field and therapists and healers in my in my consciousness because I am a therapist and an astrologer. So the people in my world are similar in their skill sets and had a lot to offer with their information. And one of the things that started to happen is as I started to spin out, because I really did, because according to these these pieces of astrology there's some really challenging moments that are about to come up for me and i and i had to actually really cut it off i couldn't i couldn't keep looking because it was like oh god this is going to be such a bad moment or that's going to be a bad moment oh god it freaked me out right and a lot of the the people i wound up turning to said to me listen you are experiencing a lot of change in your life and what happens when we experience a lot of change in our life is that we we can experience grief So if we've gotten used to a certain person in our life or a certain thing in our life and we no longer have that thing or that thing is changing or our relationship to that thing is changing, it puts us into grief. When we experience grief, when we experience loss or we experience trauma, the human brain is resilient and will do what it needs to do to put us back into center, to put us back into that place where we can survive through these challenging moments. And one of the things that the brain can do is it can move into hyper control of its environment when it's experienced a lot of trauma and loss. So this is something that we see a lot in people's psychologies when they when it's individuals who perhaps grew up in a very traumatic home where there was a lot of chaos, a lot of unexpected trauma. Those individuals can show later in their psychology uh, control. We might even sometimes look at it as OCD, so individuals who are really trying to control their environment because their environment was out of control as children. This is one of the ways we see this show up in psychology. Currently, my moon is progressed in Virgo, and so I'm actually really getting familiar with the energy of control, and in a lot of regards, I'm really grateful for it. But Virgo is the opposite of Pisces, right? And Pisces is all about letting go and letting God and being there in the moment. Virgo can move into that need to control because I can't control anything, right? Everything will come to an end. Everything will, will change, right? And so moving into that hyper control is the mechanism in my brain that got me to look further into these modalities of astrology, And for me, it was not good. It caused me a ton of anxiety, a ton of fear. It put me into a place of worry. And I really started to react to humans in my life in a very unhealthy way, honestly, and in a very unconscious way and started to control even humans in my life at that point. And this was all because of grief. Right. And so when we are moving into the dark side of astrology or anything, we have to really, really be conscientious of the fact that there might be something under the surface. And grief is a sneaky emotion because it can show up as anger and it can be anger that has lasted for a lifetime. I don't know why I'm so angry, but I'm coming to peace with actually it's because of this grief, this loss I had as a child, maybe, or, um, Depression, right? Depression, just like being like, oh, my life is so shit, you know, this this whole thing, because maybe we expected our life was going to look one way and it doesn't, which is usually the cause of depression. And so, and maybe we're grieving the future we thought we were going to have that we're no longer going to get to have. And so we move into this sorrow and depression and maybe we start to look at the chart and just continue to feed that feedback into our mind of oh it's all just so bad and I have this transiting this house and this is a challenge and and starting to 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 think and feel that our lives are shit. If your brain is going there with astrology, this is not astrology's issue, right? Astrology is not subjective. It's an objective thing if we don't want it to be winter right now, for example, I'm so bummed it's getting dark and cold here in Colorado, but I cannot stop the earth from turning. I cannot stop the um, sun from being placed in the sky where it is placed in the sky at this time of year. I cannot you know, shift the constellations and and things of this nature. Well, who knows, maybe one day someone can do that. But so far, I can't believe that that's something I am in control of because it's nature and, and, and being in sync with nature and moving into the dark and into the cold, it's, you know, we can fight it or be like, okay, this is this incredible opportunity to go back into myself, to go into the dark side, to let go of all of the growth from the summer and spring and summer and to transition it and transform it and transmute it so that in the spring new life can can exist and starting to think and feel about going into winter differently right and that's the co-creation so if we see a challenging transit ahead we have a choice We can choose to see it as a challenge, as a, as a woe is us. Oh no. Oh no. What's going to happen? The world's coming apart. All of those things. Or we can look at it as an opportunity. And so one of the things that I have done to seriously get myself out of the funk of looking into the future and going into a place of, of fear and this is all me, by the way. I'm not saying anyone has forced this upon me or got me into a place of fear. It was completely my own psychology. And so I had to pull myself out of it. And one of the ways I did that is I do wake up every morning now and really meditate on what I want to think and feel today, right? Now, will things happen in the day that I don't want to think and feel? Of course, that's life. But I can really recognize now that I'm shifting and, and reshaping my world because of that intentional moment every morning to really sink into how I want to think and feel about the transits I'm in, about the relationships I'm in, about the relationship with work and finances and health and all of those areas of life. That, that knowing the astrology is one part. And using that astrology to work with it consciously as the other, right? So in the last episode I posted, I talked about the astrology of October of 2019. I talked about how we were going to have this incredible opportunity to really dive into our experience of attachment. Okay. And so maybe you've seen posts on Instagram and on social media about relationships and attachment, and that's coming into your consciousness right now because that is up in the consciousness right now. Okay. Because that is where the planets are, that is how they're dancing today. And knowing that we can go into the astrology and say, okay, this is this incredible opportunity to really see what blocks are happening in my psychology, what information has been fed to me from my family and from my culture about how relationships should look. Right. So for example, I've really been looking into this idea of what a partnership should look like as opposed to what a partnership is, right? And what it should look like has been programmed from family, from culture, television, music, all of the above. And what it really is and is an entirely different experience, right? And coming into a place of, wow, that is affecting how I attach and connect with others, right? And using that every morning in my morning meditation is incredibly helpful because I'm working with it I'm co-creating with the gods and goddesses above also really arming myself with the right books to read during during transits Uh, that's something I've learned to do as well so I know that we're moving into a certain transit this is an area of my life I, I would love to learn more about and be able to use that and work with that information with my clients right so I've armed myself with you know Tons and tons of astrology books, tons of books on neuropsychology, on attachment theory. Obviously, my background is uh, in—I have my master's degree in psychotherapy, so I have all of these these books that I can use as resources as as I move through these transits, right? And another incredible way that I've learned to work through the dark side of astrology is through journaling and quite literally working it out with a pen or a pencil on paper, which is really different than typing it into a phone. It has a totally different energetic value to really sit and write and to work through what the intentions are and how I want to co-create with this energy, this astrological energy, right? And so as we're moving into this new year, 2020, you're gonna, if you haven't already, you definitely will hear from at least one or two or every astrologer that we are moving into one of the most historical years astrologically. The reason for that is we have Every almost every planet and its mom in the sign of Capricorn this year, and there's a lot of interesting new cycles ending or cycles ending and beginning in the chart. And that's what I'm going to be talking about in the webinar for patrons. I'm also going to be bringing that information into episodes coming here in the future. However, a lot of that energy I've noticed with clients, uh, there's a lot of fear being sparked, and I've even noticed myself when speaking about it, it's almost Without intention, it's sparking fear in my clients or in the people I'm giving lectures to. And it's really, really important to observe how to to work with this energy in a very different way. One of the things we really need to think about this next year is we have the option to be masculine about this energy or feminine. The North Node is in Cancer in the sign of the feminine. And what the feminine does is it holds space for transition and transformation. And anything that is crumbling in our culture right now is quite literally a gift from the gods because a new consciousness is being born. Right. We have to let go of the old to birth the new. And as the midwives of this energy, as you beautiful humans who have found astrology have let it guide you has have let it move into your world to help guide you uh, we are the ones we are the keepers. we are the holder of the space of change. And so with the transits coming in twenty twenty, I have decided to create a what I'm calling a toolbox, which is actually kind of a masculine thing, but I love my toolbox. I have a toolbox with all the tools that I'm working to um, rebuild and rework my house to build into this really beautiful feminine space of healing where I'm going to be having astrology retreats. And in that toolbox, it's really important that I have my Phillips head and my my flathead and my driver and my hammer and all of those, you know, my tape measure and all the tools I need to build is to really have those tools there to build a beautiful home, to build a beautiful future. And so I've created a toolbox for 2020 for you. It's something I really want to offer to you and to humanity. It's my offering to the world for this year to come. And I did something similar last year with individuals as I looked at their charts as the year to come and gave them, you know, kind of information about how to work with each month as an individual. Uh, And and I got incredible feedback from it. People really, really enjoyed that because they kind of knew, okay, I'm going into this year and these are the energies that will be present. How will I work with them and co-create with them? And so I'm offering that to a limited number of individuals to look at your personal chart but for those of you who are just wanting some tools, what I'm going to be offering in this toolbox is a video, an audio, and a written description of each month in the astrology to come. Okay, And that is going to start as soon as December 2019 because that's when things really start to get heated up in the astrology in terms of these really historical transits. And so I'm going to give you the actual masculine linear explanation of what's happening astrologically, A. B, uh, that will be accompanied with a meditation and a meditation that you can listen to in the morning or in the evening or in the daytime so that when the weight of the world comes in and that perception of reality moves to the dark side, right, moves to the thinking and feeling, oh shit, oh shit. Those meditations are going to work with that astrology of that moment of that month to really move the oh shit into the aha, right? To really say, okay, my reality is a reflection of what I think and feel. This is the astrology happening right now. How can I shift what I think and feel? How can I serve more individuals? How can I find more abundance? How can I u- use this information for more connection, more love, more hope, more faith? Right? About the changes happening in the world and in my individual life. How can I use this to take a moment in the morning or in the evening or whenever to be still and recognize that my world is a reflection of my thoughts and feelings. Right, And that's what the meditation is going to help you with. Also, I will have journal exercises for each month that will really help you process through the significant transits um, and shifts in the sky. If I'm looking at your individual chart, which is a package option, I'm going to tell you about specific things happening in your chart that month and how to work with it. So if you have a big progression, I'm going to give you journal prompts to help you again, co-create your world so that you can really say, okay, how am I going to work with this astrology? And I will be using that specifically for your chart. And last but certainly not least, I'm going to be arming you with a lot of literature, a lot of books and um, uh, tools that I've learned through the last, well, now we're going on, you know, i well yeah 10 years over 10 years of of books that I uh, used during my practice as a psychotherapist that I used learning psychotherapy so a lot of the books that I use for my program that I think would be very helpful for these transits but also a lot of astrology books so it's going to be a big package of literature if you are a reader or you have audible or something on your earphones that you think okay this could be helping me through this month to really use this energy learn from this energy and empower myself with this energy so I can think and feel about the world in this incredible, abundant, beautiful, joyous, love-filled way. That is what those books will also help provide for. And so if you are interested in any of this, please visit the website AccessibleAstrology.com. Right now I'm offering 15% off for the pre-order in the month of October. Uh, That will shift in November. And for patrons, 25% off the package. And again, this is my offering. I think right now every individual has the personal responsibility of doing what we can to hold the space of change with grace for the world as it's going through the change it's going through. People who know nothing about astrology and don't believe in it will say the exact same thing about what is happening in the world right now. I don't think anyone doesn't feel the massive change that we are in. And from shamans uh, to gurus to financial advisors, everyone is giving their, uh, service to help us move through this energy right and to be able to benefit ourselves from knowing this energy but also then benefit the world with this knowledge as well to serve humanity because ultimately we're all in this together whether we like each other or we don't we as humans have an obligation to fix ourselves so that we can fix the world and I And I'm going to be really talking about this theme mostly for the rest of this year is how do we use astrology, but also take responsibility for the fact that our world is a reflection of what we think and what we feel and how to work with that ultimately. And so I hope that this story has been helpful for, for those of you who enjoy my work. Um, I'm always pleased when I get the negative reviews on iTunes, because again, I just think it's hilarious. Uh, But it's amazing because I have such an impact on people that they want to tell me how wonderful I am and how horrible I am, which I think is a really interesting uh, thing. And I am not the astrologer who is going to sit down here and give you heady details about astrology because I don't believe in that. That is not how I see the world. That is not how I want to teach astrology. That is not how I want to approach astrology. I am approaching astrology from the feminine perspective of storytelling, of personal experience, of how it feels and tastes, and how we move through it. The details of astrology do not bother me. That is not how I see the world. There are many astrologers who will be happy to give you those details, but I caution all of you who listen to those details. You ultimately create your reality, period. If I have s- drilled one thing into your head in this episode, I hope that is it. We are co-creators with the gods and goddesses above. Absolutely. We can have the most tragic event befall us and it is entirely up to us how we perceive that event. That is entirely in our hands, in our body, in our soul. That is the true power of using astrology, using it like a paintbrush to create a beautiful life. So thank you so much of you who have listened to this episode, who appreciate this work. Uh, who have left those reviews. Thank you so much for sharing the podcast and sharing the love. It means everything to me. At the end of the day, I do this podcast because I want to serve humanity, and this is the way I know how to. So thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. Again, be sure to tune in to the live event about 2020 on October 27th at 11. Uh, a.m. Mountain Standard time and check into that toolbox and make sure you get those before you those uh, it's limited there's only a few left for the the personal ones as uh, so do that at accessible and a few readings left for the year and for the winter so be sure to book those now thank you all so much so much love to all of you truly paint a beautiful picture let's create a beautiful world a beautiful life.